You're listening to On Human Rights, where we bring you interviews from experts around the world on the latest and most interesting trends and information on human rights and international humanitarian law. My name is Maya Elving, and we're broadcasting from the Raoul Wallenberg Institute in Lund, Sweden. Today, we're speaking to Mahmouda Sonia Iqbal, who is currently a research fellow with the RWI Afghanistan program. She had previously held positions with the UN, the World Bank, and the United States Institute of Peace. Today, she's here to talk mainly about her RWI research titled Afghan Constitutions and the Placement of Education. We would like to start by asking you to tell us more about your interesting career. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much, Maya. Um, uh, actually, uh, for many of us, <coughs> excuse me, who have, uh, who are literally, you know, the generations of, uh, um, co- you know, war generations, you may call it, but, uh, you know, the generation who have uh, gone through uh, different um, segments of wars and turmoil and um and our lives have been uh, affected and touched by um, everything that we've gone through as a generation. Um, so, of course, you know, um, uh, without a question, uh, the situation of human rights is uh, something that actually uh, has been really, really important to us, uh, the core, and personally to me as well. During the first time when the Taliban had come, I had uh, been deprived of going to university for three years, for five years, in fact. Uh, despite the fact that I was living outside um, Afghanistan, I hadn't, I didn't have the opportunity even in Pakistan to go to the university because the Taliban had banned the uh, universities even there. And um, at the time, I started actually um, doing a lot of volunteer work and eventually working with the UN. And uh, but uh, that's when I realized that. Uh, for me to move on, to live, to survive, I have to do uh, way more than my own capacity. Uh, so um, looking at different opportunities, um, I found my way out to find a scholarship and go to the US to do my bachelor and then eventually to the UK to do, to do my uh, master's. Uh, but then afterwards, uh, uh, I just had this, uh, this thirst for uh, going back to Afghanistan and uh, working um, and actually going beyond Kabul because our life had always been confined to Kabul only because of the war. We didn't have the opportunity to travel around the country. So now that I was able, I was uh, trying to go uh, to see uh, the effects, basically how the lives of uh, the rest of the people in my country have been changed uh, by different eras of war. So I ended up um, working for so many different organizations that would actually allow me that, um, you know, from uh, the World Bank where I was working as a researcher to, uh, you know, other organizations uh, where I could actually make a change in uh, in my small capacity and, you know, in my uh, limited capacity. But eventually, I think one of the uh, more recent experiences, uh, which was really, really fascinating, was working with the Open Society Foundation, where I used to serve as a country director. And um, 
I, I got an opportunity to work very closely with the civil society and uh, see the challenges of the civil society uh, in Afghanistan, um, uh, whether geographically in terms of capacity, financial issues, and all of that. Um, and uh, looking at the number of uh, challenges there were, and of course, you know, our limited capacity when it came to uh, budgets, but and then we had to kind of shrink and decide, uh, you know, with which sectors we could focus on, when which ones were the most vulnerable that uh, needed immediate attention, or which ones were the ones where we could make a difference. So um, yeah, from all of that. Uh, to where I am right now to have an opportunity to work with uh, uh, RWI and with the special reporter um, Richard Bennett um, and um, contrib contribute even a very tiny bit, but that actually really gives me the kind of uh, um, the kind of satisfaction you know that you want from a job or from an engagement or anything you may call it. Um, to be able to do that, I think that has been one of the really significant and honorable things um, I would I consider myself uh, to have done. That's lovely. I was actually interested in uh, asking more about your career and, and you know what parts did you uh, enjoy the most and find the most uh, challenging. I think uh, the most enjoyable part of my work, uh, no matter where I've worked, has been uh, when I've had, um, and basically um, I'm going to be focusing a lot more on my career back in Afghanistan because, I mean, it's only recently that I'm actually working abroad. Mm, I think the most fascinating part of work uh, back in Afghanistan was every time I had the opportunity to actually be in close touch with the people, um, whether it was research or whether it was, you know, um, going around and checking on projects, but um, seeing the situation people were going through and then being able to do something about it uh, was really, really a fascinating part of the job that I enjoyed the most. But also the challenging part of it also was to see, um, in a way, kind of like, you know, it's like a coin that had two sides, you know, working with the people. Because from one end, you're seeing a people that despite all the challenges they've gone through, they have so much hope and they are so positive, especially when you go out of uh, uh, the cities uh, and uh, you go to the rural area and how grateful they are and how, you know, a small things, for instance, just building a road has the kind of uh, difference that actually makes in their life. Mm, but then uh, the also the challenging part of it was to see uh, the kind of challenges they're going through and um, how they actually um, look at you and hope that you know you would be able to do something major and then you're limited and your hands are tied and there's not much you can do. You can only do the things that are within your uh, reach. It's like you're witnessing the pain of other people. Uh, so I guess you know that's basically uh, something that um, has been like the positive and negative side of my career, basically. Mm, yeah, understandable. And then within human rights, you also decided to focus more on education specifically. What were your motivations for this, both personally, but also maybe professionally? So I guess uh, it kind of 
like uh, you know I'm the kind of person who have always followed my heart so um, education was also one of those when I was doing uh, my master's degree that was the first time uh, actually before that it was part of my work that I had been you know I was uh, working with the uh, World Bank and there I was I had an opportunity to look at the the work that was being done on the ground on a, uh, you know on the national level to uh, improve access to education for children around Afghanistan and um, there I, I it, it was sort of like uh, you know an area I mean there are multiple areas that I'm, I've been interested in but one core has been education and that's why I was working on it and then eventually when I was doing my master's degree also I focused on um, the role that the communities play in improving the quality of education because at that point we were actually mm, looking at different ways mm. that um, uh, and mechanisms and pathways that we can use sort of like an alternative ways that we could actually engage the communities and try to see uh, first of all kind of get their buy-in to support the education but also see what uh, roles they can play and they, sig they did significantly and when they were engaged. So uh, it started from there, but then of course, you know, uh, more recently um, after uh, the fall of the government and um, the ban on education and on pretty much everything, uh, life for women in Afghanistan, uh, but more and more importantly, education for girls, um, I, along with many others, of course, all of us um, were devastated and uh, it was just so hard and we were trying to see what is it that we can do. Uh, and uh, certainly it needed a lot more focus. It seemed like an area where we need to investigate more, learn more, um, and also, you know, at the humanitarian level, try to see what is possible and what can be done. Before uh, the the work I was doing, uh, I started with RWI on my research. I was also helping other private sector institutions uh, establish um, and design basically alternative education um, through using media channels and uh, different forms of media from TVs and radios all the way to social media and websites. Of course, understanding that, you know, when we're talking in the context of Afghanistan, not everybody has access to the internet, but um, uh, TV and radio is certainly two modes where people are, uh, people have access. And uh, in the absence of education, we wanted to. Uh, I I was in, I was fascinated that there were initiatives like that from the private sector, and uh, I was part of that to help design um, uh, that modem or that. Uh, engagement and then when when I started uh, my research and my, my work basically my fellowship with RWI one of the most important thing for me was to see that this is not the first time we're actually um, uh, seeing a setback a setback on education to begin with and then education for women um, this is one of the areas that have been very fragile and uh, as an institution, it has been fragile. And perhaps I may dare to say that um, even, uh, uh, you know, as a value, uh, you know, um, e yes, it, it has been pretty robust in, in a lot of uh, the urban areas and uh, 
people have realized the significance of education in their lives and the lives of their children and uh, prosperity in the future. But um, I wanted to see what are the challenges and what are the reasons that time and again we go back uh, in the history and talk about uh, our first constitution in 1923, uh, where, um, you know, for the first time, uh, the very first king of Afghanistan had um, provided equal rights of education to men and women. And, um, n you know, it's it's always, you know, there's this the no nostalgia of what Afghanistan would have looked like if we didn't have all the turmoils and all the different uh, forms of conflicts and wars uh, that we've, we've gone through if it had been a normal situation. Uh, we all imagine what kind of an Afghanistan it would have been, uh, uh, you know, uh, setting uh, uh, a constitution like that a hundred years ago. And um, unfortunately, the reality is that even today, uh, uh, you know, education and education for women is the first that is being attacked and the first that bears the consequence. And uh, it's, it's just unacceptable at this point. But certainly within this research, I've, uh, I've come to realize that uh, there is so much more that we uh, need to investigate and, and read and uh, do research on and try to understand. It's not very simple. There's a lot of other factors that are involved. And we are a country, um, a, w a very diverse country. Uh, no, I mean, it, our diversity comes in so many different forms and shapes from um, from looking at our geography and the way um, we are kind of like <coughs> challenged by our geography um, and, top uh, and, and topography as well. Um, you know, access basically, one of the main challenges that we've always had is we haven't had access to the entire country. So we kind of, everyone is put on different places and because of lack of roads, like lack of, I mean, we, we don't have rail system and all of that. So people are kind of in their own different zones. It's only recently, I, I think in the past 20 years, especially, you know, uh, the the role of media and media actually being accessible to everyone that uh, uh, the world and basically even the country became a little bit smaller to people and they were able to see uh, and read about life uh, in other provinces and uh, other places. Um, and um, so with that, I mean, all of these different forms of and, uh, diversity are, are things that um, it, it makes it, of course, I mean, it's beautiful, but it also makes it very difficult and challenging and, and when you want to find, this, uh, you know, what are the problems, because there's not just one or two. Um, and uh, certainly, I, I think in one of the conversations I had with another fellow, it came that, you know, we were discussing about the fact that probably it's a good time that uh, we need to also dig a little bit more deeper um, and uh, learn about, uh, you know, the sociology and, and anthropological aspect. Like from that lens, we have to study uh, Afghanistan. And of course, you know, economy has to be at the core of all of those uh, um uh, those researches to see because that is also, uh, you know, having a strong impact on how people um, are making decisions in their life. Uh, uh, so, because the thing is that to me, 
Um, I think this research gave me uh, an opportunity to actually look at things a little bit broader and deeper. So not only in the, so not only looking at the current situation of what's happening with education right now in the, you know, with the Taliban, but looking at uh, the challenge of education overall over the years and um, see uh, why, uh, you know, the significance of why we should actually look that deep and what are the things that we need to understand uh, to move forward and, uh, you know, uh, sort of uh, at the policy level and uh, other levels, you know, have an understanding at least, you know, when policies are made, um, uh, these these uh, outcomes or these understandings of uh, uh, people and the way they think and the way they make decisions, the things that they support and the things that they wouldn't support, the things that would come sensitive to them and the things that wouldn't come too sensitive and how do you make them understand. So, yeah, mm. that's... that's uh, sort of like a brief of where I've come all this way in the field of education. Yeah, it's a very important and uh, interesting insight. Um, I was also wondering uh, for this research that you are uh, conducting now, what maybe your main takeaways, but also recommendations for future, uh, you know, how to, how to go ahead, think forward. Uh, would be. Thank you. So uh, for this research, I think one of the most important things that uh, that was uh, for me is that, uh, you know, initially we were thinking of whether it's going to sort of focus um, uh, more at a policy level or is it going to be an academic research? And it seems like uh, certainly this, this research is going to be more an academic uh, research. Um, and uh, it, we, it's basically, I think, the only thing that is opening up in terms of recommendations, uh, it's more area of research. Because um, I, I'm, I've been looking at um, 100 years of constitutions and the placement of education, and uh, that in itself, uh, despite the fact that I'm just focusing on, on the constitutions and I'm not going at uh, so much deeper in the other aspects of uh, um, you know, other factors that contribute to uh, translating laws into action and bring an impact on the ground. Uh, because for that, it certainly, I, um, even a PhD is going to um, uh, not be enough. Um, we are, I'm certainly coming up with new areas that uh, needs to be researched uh, and uh, uh, different ways to look at what we are researching and what should we research uh, when it comes to the um, uh, issues of education in Afghanistan because as I said that we're we are a very complex diverse uh, um, society in constantly being hit constantly losing everything we call we we know and we call life and then starting from scratch and of course that makes you the it only makes you more and more um, uh, fragile. You're very guarded for obvious reasons. That's why I think, you know, uh, there's going to be uh, more uh, that we have to look at um, uh, how people are behaving, you know, when when they go through all of these efforts. So 
as I said, I think there are three areas that uh, if there would be a bigger research, um, you know, uh, looking at all of the issues from a psychological perspective, um, from a, a sociological, anthropological, and eco uh, economic uh, perspective. I think these are, are more important than the political aspect of it because all of this would shape the politics. So that's why I feel like more research needs to be done from this perspective. Mm, definitely. But to start with, we're very interested in reading your report. Uh, it's going to be lovely to, to see the outcomes of your hard work. We thank you and are very excited to see what the future will bring. Thank you for participating today. Thank you very much, Maya. This was a pleasure.